Hello guys, it is I, the Corpus Christi Joker, and this is my official review for Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, a 2019 horror movie that is PG-13, is an hour and 51 minutes long, and is a horror mystery thriller, I agree with all three of those, directed by Andre Orredal, Orredal, we're gonna go with that, um, the screenplay was most credited by Guillermo del Toro, but, um, other people were involved as well, I'll get with them in a minute. Um, it is starring Zoe Margaret Collette, Michael Garza, Gabriel Rush, Dean Norris, Gil Bellows, just to name a few. Austin Zajur, which is a uh, which was Chuck the comedy, the comedy guy. I thought he was fantastic. Um, with me today is my sister, Doctor Veronica Mataja. She is a PhD in English. She teaches horror in English at Del Mar. Do you want to talk about that class real quick? So in case they've never met you, what is that class you teach? Sure. Uh, I teach English 1302 and I theme the course around vampires, monsters, and madmen. So my students read um, Dracula, Frankenstein, and Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Those are the gothic characters that sort of form the backbone of horror pretty much. So um, it's a lot of fun and my students seem to enjoy it. I hope they do, at least. It seems mm. that they do. I enjoy it, so I guess that's important. Yeah, that's it's a, it's a huge... I can I know from like the talking to some of your students, they all love it. And, uh, Great. I think that's fun. And also, we with my sister and I and a couple of other my friends, we also run the Texas Dark Arts Society. So we all definitely love horror movies. Shout, out to, shout out to Frank Mayer. Yeah, check us out on Facebook, Texas yeah. Dark Arts Society. Texas Dark Arts Society on Facebook. Maybe I'll put a link. Maybe. All right, but I want to jump into this, and I do want to warn right a, like right off the bat. This is a spoiler review. Um, this should not be a surprise because these stories have been around for forever. Chances are, if you've read these stories, the story's already been spoiled already. But we're going to kind of go through some of the stuff and just talk about uh, the movie. Uh, one thing I want to say right off the bat, and you can chime in on this. This is my question to you. I mean, did you expect it to be as emotional as it was? This movie was like had a lot of high emotion. Definitely and not, yeah. also a lot of real world like events and themes and that was completely unexpected it was like a horror movie that was set in reality using a bunch of like fantasy and then also using a lot of reality like real horror like we've talked about in the in the past there's sure. physical there's there's real horror and then there's spiritual horror and real horror would be like Vietnam which they touch on and, and Nixon sure. and the spiritual side is all the scary stories to tell the in the supernatural dark. supernatural horror. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's Guillermo's thumbprint because he he set so many of his horror films against the backdrop of, of war. Um, and you have children dealing with the horrors of reality in a way that a child can in which some of that horror is interpreted as a boogeyman or fairies or fantasy. Um, and typically those fantasies turn horrific and dark because of the influence of the outside world and at the same time those children are losing their at their childlike nature right yeah they're becoming adults innocence to reality exactly. yeah that's sad it's very sad so i did not expect that in scary stories i, I yeah. didn't I, I you know i was expecting a fun horror movie a fun summer horror movie instead i i was emotional yeah <laughs> the, uh, let like me the go over some of the stuff. writer the writers here the screenplay guys just to name them dan hashman kevin hashman guillermo del toro marcos dunstan patrick melton alvin schwartz those are the guys that credited to writing this this movie sure and and it is interesting there's so many 
Uh, but I wonder, like, how much of them took what Guillermo wrote originally right. Right. and then over-embellished it and made this really, really fantastic movie. Um, I know in the beginning I had talked about a guy like Michael Doherty directing this, who directed um, Trick or Treat and Krampus, and, you know, he has a really interesting eye for horror. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you think he would have done an equally as interesting job, or would he, would he have gone a completely different way? Um it had similar tones um, mm-hmm. where you have supernatural horror with a, a dark background. You know, in, in Trick or Treat, you have the young girl who's bullied and the the bus driver who killed all those children and, and the principal who's a murderer. And, mm-hmm. and so uh, all that is intertwined with the fun of Halloween. Um, and so that's, that tone is in Scary Stories. Um, Except maybe a little more serious, I think, in scary stories. Yeah, it was a lot more serious than I expected because I didn't laugh once, except for a little little giggles. But well, the comic relief of one of the the actors was was Austin, a welcome relief. Yeah, because um, it was so tense. It was very tense, and he had real fear. Uh, that guy's name is Austin Zajur. Yeah, he played Chuck Steinberg when he was stuck in that wardrobe in the very beginning. Eyes watery. He looked mortified. Yes. I'm like, that's really good to get that of children actors because you know I don't know if Guillermo was on set, but he Guillermo has a nice way of acting or getting great acting from children, from Devil's Backbone Mm -hmm. and and, um, Pan's Labyrinth. Pan's Labyrinth, and so here once again, really great performances from these young actors um, all around. Yeah, that Zoe Margaret Collette who played Stella. Amazing. Stella's adorable. God. Really a charming. High and, emotion. Um, engaging and right away you like her and. Uh, and she cares. She really cares. And the, you could see her pain in her life. Um, and that came through very quickly. And she did love her friends. Yeah. Who loved her back. And, and this was all her fault. We got to make sure. I, I, that's what I told. Yeah. Yeah. I, you have to say this is 100% all her fault. She felt very guilty and rightly so because this, she should not have done what she did. They had the angle of, of her being a writer, and um, okay, that makes sense, but <laughs> yeah. how far do you go to get a story when your friends disappear or die? Yeah, um, yes. That, that was interesting. And I always like her dad. Dean Norris is always such a fantastic, but you know, yeah. of course, what I love him from the most is Starship, Starship Troopers. Troopers. Yeah, course, he so. plays that character so fantastic. Right. And he's like, I don't see a signature, all that stuff. So, yeah, mm-hmm. seeing him here, and then he's such a My good actor. Fire exercise. Yeah, like he's such a good actor. Even when he was like on the phone with her pleading, I'm like, man, that's a, it's fantastic. So good. What a great dad. Yeah, what a fantastic dad. Well, you know, so of course everyone is interested on the scary stories that they told. You know, they had a had a bunch. Which of the monsters that they showed? Mm -hmm. Maybe we won't give away all of them. Maybe that'd be the only spoilers we save. Is but which uh which one of the ones they had was your favorite? Uh, it's one that's shown in the trailer, so I guess it's not giving it much away. But uh, the car- the monster that flips his body parts around, yeah, that he shows up in um, in different <laughs> sections. The his jangly arms. man, yeah, the yeah. jangly man, his arms and his legs and his trunk. Great and voice, his head. wonderful. I mean the. The facial expressions were very much like the preacher and poltergeist. Yeah. Um, so that I didn't mind that. It was a nice little no. throw callback, I thought. But I don't know if it was done purposely. And he was but scary. Yeah, he's very scary. And the he had a, 
the kids were scared. Everybody yeah. was scared of it. He killed Gil Bellows <laughs> quick, <laughs> it was which fast. is beautiful. And uh, terrifying. So I thought he, he was pretty good. I yeah, like that. that was awesome. Yeah, that was great. So I enjoyed that. And it felt very practical. It did not feel very... CG. Mm-mm. And I did see some videos of, of the monsters yeah. that were created. So they do get people who can, you know, the contortionists Contort, yeah. um, that can do that. Because that, that, that even to think worse. that that was a costume is scary. Yeah, I don't want to see that anywhere. When yeah. it was on the car and stuff. Yeah. Nope. No thanks. The guy who voiced the jangly man, his guy's name is Andrew Jackson. Oh, no relation to Andrew Jackson. Yeah, he came back from the dead to do the voice. That's Excellent. a pretty cool. That makes a lot of sense. Did, did any of them scare you besides the jungly man? I, I really, like I said, I've always loved that um, the, the, toe. the toe story. Yeah. So even though it was a, a, a quick glimpse, but that was enough to go. Yep. I don't want to see that in my in my house walking towards me. That's pretty fantastic. Hell's no. And I know for sure Guillermo del Toro's production studio is the one that did all the special effects because that's who all the videos were coming from on Facebook. Yeah. So they look great. They look fantastic. Yeah. The Red Room also, um, that's the one that scared our father. He Mm -hmm. was really bothered by that. So I thought that was really funny because that's like one of the oldest stories of them all. Mm -hmm. So I think it's funny how it still could work because that's the same exact sketch from the cover of the book Mm. is what they use to make that costume. And it's exactly what it looks like. It doesn't look anything like that. I mean, it looks exactly like... They, they did nothing different, so it was right. pretty cool. That's I really awesome. liked that. Yeah. And, you know, um, talking about how realistic the movie is, you know, mm-hmm. it goes into a lot of um, reality um, and a lot of things that are happening right now. We know that Guillermo del Toro wrote the screenplay, and we're wondering also, is this part of what he wrote, especially using some of the terminology they use against yeah. the Hispanic actor in the movie, mm-hmm. without being too specific... Um, that was a shocker and then also like uh that it was set in 1968 nowhere in the previews have they showed that this was going to be a 1968 based film film, you know period film that that takes place in 68 when nixon's about to get elected and the the vietnam war is going through and the draft is going through all those real things i know it affected our mother pretty good too and you yeah. Because again, it's like it's a different type of horror, the horror of war, and yeah, and that loss, was and real loss. Yeah, and that was a really interesting like parallel that they were running. I mean, it's hard to do. Very. But the kids and the movie and the story really made it work. Sure, I mean it was the loss of the children's innocence and the loss of the country's innocence um, that that occurs through that backdrop that's going on. So. Yeah, we have all the fun and games with all these monsters, but mm-hmm. at the same time, there's this real serious horror going on with the Vietnam War and the draft and the fear of that, um, which was really scary. Plus, that racism that race that's through the film that was I did not expect such a weighty topic in in a summer horror movie. Yeah, um, it worked though. It didn't feel out of place. No. It, it flowed with the film. Um, I was just surprised by it and, and moved by it. I thought it was very emotional and um, made me very sad. Even being set in 68 worked. Like it, yeah. the whole, it, it worked with the movie. I thought that was interesting. Because sure. in the beginning, I thought, oh, we're going to start at 68. They're going to talk about her in the, in the past. And then we're going to jump to present day. Right. And that never happened. That never and then happened. I was like, but I don't mind because I like the kids. I like watching them do actual research instead of just jumping on the internet. Right. They didn't have cell phones. They yeah. had they had lighters and you know like old Switch blades. Mm-hmm. yeah old school stuff that made like okay, 
well, if they could have handled them back then, then we can handle them now for sure with our cell phones. I'm just kidding, but <laughs> it was it was neat because I was like, oh, this is really cool. What an interesting decision, mm-hmm. really interesting decision. I don't know why they did that, but I mean, other than Guillermo wanted it to cover those topics, I could, but yeah. other than that, it makes no sense to me. I was like, but it's a fantastic decision, and I, I, it doesn't take away from the movie at no, all. Of course, and I, I, we can't deny with what's going on now in, yeah. in America and Texas specifically. Yeah, I was like, wow. So, uh, yeah, that was quite painful. And I know, I had heard he had written a screenplay a while ago, and then it's amazing how relevant it is right this hour, like this minute, the relevancy of that movie that he wrote years ago. And it's like, wow, how, then, it's like hitting, again, the nail right on the head. Yeah. And that is insane, really. And the young actor, uh, what's his name, Michael Garza? Yeah. yeah, Michael Garza, played, um, Ramon Morales. Ramon was uh, wonderful. God. Adorable, handsome. Such yeah. A cute little kid. But you fell in love with him instantly, too, which is hard instantly. to do. Yeah. Because remember, what was my complaint going into this movie? I said, oh, man, I really don't want to see character actors, like kid actors. I didn't want it to be uh, like kind of like it. You know, I, did, I didn't want it to be like Stranger Things. I was like, oh, that's kind of cheating, I thought, in the beginning. Yeah. And then I fell in love with her, like, in the first 10 minutes. I'm of course. like, who is this? I love her. And I love her friends. And her friends. I love their relationship. And I love Ramon. I don't know who he is, but he's mysterious and I love him. Yeah. And I'm like, damn it, that worked so good. <laughs> it worked. They caught I, it. Well, it, it, I don't like the kids in Stranger Things. Sorry. Yeah. Everybody. Who, I just, I can't take it. Um, but I do love the kids in It. So yeah. I, I see what you mean. The kids in Stranger Things to me feel a lot more like, hey, we're the kids in Stranger Things. And yeah. It, I didn't feel that as much, but they yeah. are a lot to handle. Yeah. And these kids in scary stories are a little more subtle, so yeah. um, maybe more realistic, and, and maybe that's why we like them so much. And maybe right on the on, on them becoming adults, you know, they've already yeah. kind of lost that. Even though in the beginning it's really funny throwing the, making all the, the poop bag and <laughs> yeah, stuff. And but, things. yeah, they, were, they seemed more mature by yeah. a, a long shot, especially the Stranger Things kids. They're way more mature than them. These scary story things would have ripped the Stranger Things kids apart if they didn't have Eleven. But this was this was completely different. It worked, and like I said, I I went in there going, I really went in there going, oh, man, this is gonna be terrible. Like uh, I wanted it to be good, but the but the tree the trailers to me didn't sell me, you know. But I think it's interesting because they did the trick again. Yeah, they tricked you. The same trailer for the last two years, maybe. It's been the same trailer. They haven't shown nothing I'm different. And then what happens in the movie? Everything's different. The storyline is different. It's set in 1968. Yeah. What? The story's good. It was like, wow, way to go. Yeah. Good writing, good editing, good, good pacing. And the soundtrack. I already downloaded the soundtrack. Oh, great. The soundtrack's fantastic. It's perfect for a haunted house. Yeah. Like if you want a haunted house soundtrack, just play this over and over again. It was beautifully. I don't know who did the music. I need to look that up. I can't tell you who did it, but God, I love the music. It, yeah. It was so so beautiful to listen to the director right did uh troll hunter as we said yeah autopsy of jane doe and both of those have a good tone in yeah as far as you know how realistic can you make a man hunting trolls oh pretty realistic pretty realistic and let's do that and uh autopsy Uh, of jane uh, doe has a nice creep factor to it i just got an interesting fact markle bantrami he also was the composer for hellboy he composed this the movie. The new Hellboy? The old Hellboy. Guillermo's oh, first Hellboy. Oh, oh my. So he did Hellboy and then he did this movie. Fantastic. And he had a friend help and, well, of course he goes to another page, I don't know. Anna Drew 
Drubai. Juby? Juby. No, it's Drubai. She also did it. And she was, whoo, wow. She also helped put together the soundtrack for John Wick 3. Well, there you go. Well, there you go. Because it was a fantastic soundtrack. From the beginning, I was like, why am I loving this music so much? Mm-hmm. But yeah. No, but I, I definitely love uh, The Autopsy of Jane Doe. I remember I watched that on Netflix when it was... It was... We watched it together with a friend, remember? I thought we watched it on Netflix. I don't think so. Someone brought it over? We got it somehow. I don't remember. I Didn't don't... we watch that with that other 51 or whatever that... Rob 31. 31. We watched those together? I thought we did. Wow, that's, I completely don't Two remember. Two completely different films. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's we're not even close. To even yeah, shout out to thirty one. But right. really, God, that was horrible. But yeah. it's one of my favorite guilty pleasures. It's, so. it's got some of it. It has some charm to it. Only because we met what's his face, and he was Richard so cool. Is Richard Brake was yeah, doomhead. <laughs> yeah, he, he's so not doomhead in real life. It's weird. He's not any of his characters in <laughs> no. real life. He's like the sweetest. Well, man. No, I'm just kidding. Like, he was amazing. But, so nice. But yeah, then I think we saw Topsy right after that. I don't remember that, that at time. all. I could have sworn that we watched it on Netflix. But maybe that's where we watched it. But but you did enjoy it. It was so good. Yeah. And I love Brian Cox, of course. I mean, that helps big time. The ring. But, you but, know, to make a, a movie where the majority of it takes place in one room. Yeah. You know, that's, that's And it's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of, well, I mean, like, this, this, like, let's talk about, like, the haunted, the haunted house element mm-hmm. of this movie. Sure. Which was really good. Yeah, very you know, good. When they go to the, the Bellows house mm-hmm. and they... Before, like the first time they go over there it's Halloween it's dark yeah. it's scary it's fun the bully's chasing them right fantastically done yeah. scary scary nicely done dark yeah I really like that I love the whole thing and then to, to transition from that to when she goes back in her own story when Sarah's writing her story mm-hmm. and then she gets to see how the house was and how she was mistreated and Beautiful. all that stuff yeah that was really, really interesting, and then her conversation with Sarah, yeah, in the dungeon. Yeah, that really, that really um, touched me. Mm-hmm. I mean, sad. explain why it touched you. What was going on there? Well, you know, whether or not you believe in ghosts, irrelevant, whatever. But the idea that a ghost sticks around because of something that happened to it that was so traumatic or painful, or has to right or wrong, that just makes me very sad that somebody spirit whatever mm-hmm. remains um, alone and ignored or whatever and and I find that very sad that's who played Sarah the ghost yeah, yeah. I mean, it looks exactly like her it's amazing the makeup on that ghost was really well done I mean, who knows what a ghost really looks like I none of you know whatever but um, the way a ghost was portrayed in, in this film was was touching to me. It reminded me of the others, as I told you. Yeah. Um, I remember I love the, in others. the others when the revelation is revealed. Mm-hmm. It, it, I was very moved by it. Same here. So. Uh, yeah, I just liked how how, like you know, Sarah Bellows was a ghost talking yeah. to Stella, and then yeah. when Stella finally reaches her, mm-hmm. Sarah's listening so listening. intently, yeah. like, oh. like, like, yeah, you're convincing me. I get you. Right. This is you understand me and that that was really interesting to watch because it was I don't think I've ever actually seen that in any movie now I think about it I've never seen it to where someone can someone's talking to the ghost and tells them or a demon or whatever and says I understand what you went through I'm going to write your real story and the ghost is like like emotionally touched and then also says hey 
Wow, you do understand me. Uh, Frighteners? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Definitely not Peter Jackson's Frighteners. <laughs> not bit. even a little. Well, yeah, but not like, not to Jay this Fox level. Can talk to them. You know. Yeah, but this girl was. Yeah, like, this is like, uh, I can hear your story and I'm going to clear your name. Yeah. That's so that you don't do this to anybody else, even though it's my fault. But I, I need to help you uh, clear your name so that you don't. And that, and that was again that's a really weird story arc mm-hmm. that we went through completely yeah. like where it was like she's the, she's the not only the bad guy she's the evil part of the movie mm-hmm. and then to come full circle and go well but I want to help you by the way even though you killed my friends right let me help you let me help you yeah. that was weird I mean it's, a, it's interesting again just like wow what a weird decision making but really well done yeah again doesn't make any sense but <laughs> it's a really neat story, but okay, I'll take it. Yeah, I'll take like it. my two best friends that I love died, but that you suffered so much more than they did. I'm willing to help you. Well, I mean, I'm thinking of a Devil's Backbone as well, where Santi yeah. finally is able to exact revenge, and he helps the boys escape. Escape. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's a little bit of that in there, and there's Guillermo again. Um, yeah. Because. Uh, I was very, again, very emotional with Devil's Backbone. That one, Pan's Labyrinth, all yeah. those ones got us pretty good. Especially Pan's Labyrinth. Pan's Labyrinth is a good one. Yeah, I was left a slobbering mess in the movie theater. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. This one, not so much, but I mean, it was, it was, yeah. It's still, yeah, emotional. But again, Guillermo didn't direct this, he wrote the no. screenplay, and he right. was a producer, so. But you can see his fingerprints all over this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's nice. So, as far as scary element, let's say, you know, we don't get scared by nothing, but like, mm-hmm. if someone is can I, if someone gets scared of some movie as as cheesy as like Insidious or or The Conjuring, how would this rank? Do you think would this be something that bothered somebody, or would this not be? Is this scary? Is it not scary? Or is it? I don't know. Uh, it's it's there is a scare factor to it for sure, and the thrill factor because you're thinking, oh my gosh, it's coming after me, it's mm-hmm. coming after me. Or when Chuck was trying to run to the hospital and he kept seeing. That thing. That thing everywhere. Um, that's fun and scary. Uh, but it is PG-13, right? So Yeah. Um, but it did feel like rated R. At times, it did feel a little extreme, especially with the jangly man. That yeah. Seemed, <laughs> that did I, not seem PG-13. I'm not going to lie. When I found out it was PG-13, I was kind of taking it back. I was like, wow. But I know there was no cussing. There was no blood. There's no nudity. But, no. I, I mean, horrific images. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's true. <laughs> I thought there would be more blood, but... Uh, uh, and it's not that kind of a movie, though, you mm-hmm, know what I mean? No, and that's, that's, it's not that kind of a movie, like, to compare it in the universe of stupid movies like The Conjuring or, or Insidious or anything like that. This is nothing like that. No, it's a different kind of scare, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't, you know, like you said, we, not very many movies scare us anymore. The Conjuring, I think, is, is pretty lame, because the scares seem old recycled yeah. I've seen it before yeah. nothing is new in it those. would be different if it was original yeah, yeah. So, absolutely and I think Scary Stories has a little more originality to it I think The Conjuring gets all its scares just for one character the old man from the first part of Poltergeist or the second part of Poltergeist actually like a lot of the things that happen in, in any of those movies is like a person smiling like the way I guess his Ugh. name was Kane you know and I think I think that I'll say this: the Indian scene of him with all the Indians in the, in the cave, and he's like, "Come here, my child." That one scene is scarier than anything that has ever been made in the Conjuring universe. That stuff that stuck in my mind like forever. Yeah, it, it burned well, in that, my, my that psyche. Vodka worm. Yeah, that. that 
which is right behind you, actually. What? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, mescal, right? The, yeah. With the worm in it. And you're like, well, nope. shit. Well, there it goes. There it goes. There goes everything. No more drinking. <laughs> no more ever drinking. Or sleeping. Or even drinking the worm. Never. Never. What a horrible thing. idea. Uh, yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, apologies to everyone who loves the Conjuring films. I just don't get it. And, uh... Yeah, never. I, I probably I never will. Yeah, and so... This is a, ter- a totally different movie. Yeah, this is completely... Yeah. And, and it's not what I expected, I'll be honest. Like, I, I was really... No, me neither. I was really taken aback. I really was shocked. There really was a huge mystery, like, tone to it, like, mm-hmm. the, which didn't expect that either, but yeah. All right, so, like, a scale from 1 to 10, I always do that. Right. What would you give it? Where is it at in your scale? Gosh, I don't know. I have a hard time with scales because... I would say, is it better than... Let me think Well, here. definitely better than Child's Play. Jeez, yeah, that well, new one that just came yeah, out. that was horrible. So was def- horrible. definitely better than that. And I can't really compare it to Midsommar because no. it's such a different movie. Well, Midsommar, again, is, is, is a... It's 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 beyond horror. You know what I mean? That that's not even a horror movie. That is, you should never watch that movie unless you want to be mortified. It's so good. It's like someone went to the darkest corner of my mind and, and then added it. sunlight and bears and <laughs> flowers and said, "Here you go." And you're welcome. And I don't want to go there. I mean, yeah. I mean, is it better than? Let's. I'm just trying to think of other movies that had a lot of intertwining storylines like Trick or Treat. Trick or treat. It's equal to Trick or Treat. Or it's, maybe a little better than Trick or Treat. It's darker than Trick or Treat. Darker than Trick or Treat. And, you know, because it's not funny. Yeah, it's not funny at Purposely all. Purposely funny. Um, and Trick or Treat, I think, did have... Humor. It's funny. Yeah, it's supposed to be funny. Sam makes it funny, so... Sam's adorable. Well, so, let me think of another one. Like, another good anthology type. Equal. Yeah, that has a bunch of storylines intertwining. I just cannot think of it. Uh, what about, like, the old Twilight Zone movie? The nineteen oh, eighties. Well, it's a classic, and, and that goes way dark because of all those people who died. Yeah, <laughs> let's not go. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> that's <laughs> why horrible, I do. That's why I do it. That horrible helicopter accident. Yeah. So is it better than that movie? <laughs> Just kidding. <Jeez. laughs> no I'm, comment. I would say. I mean, just me. I would say it's like a solid seven. See, I was going to give it an eight, but yeah. You can say eight. Seven I mean, point seven. Your score. I mean, yeah, I definitely think it's a seven. I mean, it didn't. If it had been rated R, I think it could have been a nine. And and the only reason why it would have jumped like that is because the the killings would have been bloody. Yeah, like the toe one would have been ridiculous. We it was scary, but like, not to me. But I'm saying I'm pretty sure some people are like, oh. But imagine if it, if that same terrifying creature. Yeah. Like. Let's rips him apart and then takes his toes. Right. You know, or like rips his legs off or something. Sure. Didn't do that, yeah, of yeah. course. That, but that would have been like, wow, because that would have not, that wouldn't have fit but, at all. But. Yeah, and you know, I think of a movie like Brightburn, is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. And it had such gore unexpectedly, and it just felt cheesy. Cheap. It cheesy. Felt cheesy and cheap. And uh, I think if that had happened in this film, it would have messed with the tone. I think so too. Uh, you're right. I mean, it would have been a fun movie to see, a little bit more gore, but. Um, I don't think that's what this movie was going for. That's yeah. why it's hard to place it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, though, you know, for people who don't watch scary movies, who don't go see horror movies in the theater, this would be a good gateway film. Yeah. <laughs> go see and this. And doesn't, doesn't it just get you ready for Halloween? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, this it's is like, oh. a movie you'll watch every Halloween. Yeah. It's a, for sure. It, yeah. It's, a, it's, it's really just well done. Yeah. I'm very, very, very impressed. I can't believe it was as good as it was. And I hope it's getting... 
I haven't seen yet. I'm going to look up uh, the next couple of days how it does in the theater. I don't. I know going in, it, it costs twenty eight million dollars to make. Oh, so that's not bad. That's not bad at all. That's a really good. Budget. Yeah. Yeah. Just because they had, they really didn't have any big names except for a couple of the guys. Yeah. But they really didn't have big names, so yep. they spent most of the production on special effects. Yeah, and, the creatures and the set. You know, and they used a real town, I think. So the town was beautiful. Beautiful. The, you know, it's 1968 with the cars and and everything. Um, so, it was really cool. It was set in Halloween, and, and all and, that was beautiful. And I know having Guillermo on board, he's asking his friends to help him do, sure. you know, hey, uh, like the composer, come do this for me. And I'm yeah. pretty sure he's like, of course, I mean, of course, why of wouldn't course. I? And the special effects house from, you know, all of his movies, mm-hmm. they're doing the special effects. So they could have saved on that, but... Is I, it spectral motion? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I, it's, um, I'm pretty... I'm pretty happy that it wasn't is that expensive. So I think they would make. I think they're gonna make that for sure in one day. I, I think so too. A weekend, uh, opening night mm-hmm. numbers should help that film. Um, and I just hope it does well. I mean, fans typically turn up for horror movies no matter. And the Guillermo name has such a huge following. Like yeah. just tonight, we had four members of the Texas Dark Arts not planned <laughs> at the theater, yeah. you know. And then I saw another two people that I saw at Frightmare. Um, Remember my buddy that worked at Best Buy? Sure. He was there. And another guy that I'd waved oh, at, he gosh. was there. So it was yeah. like, you know, the horror community here Absol- yeah. showed up on the preview night. So that's mm-hmm. pretty nice to see them out there. Yeah. So shout out to them. That's pretty cool. But yeah, I, I enjoyed this all, like every minute. And the last couple of movies I've seen, it's been like that. Um, not all the last couple of movies I've seen, but the no. last few. Yeah. It's like I enjoyed every minute of this film. Like I couldn't wait to see what would happen. I wanted to I was invested in the characters. Yeah. Let's see where the story goes. That, like that's once fun. upon a time in Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And for me, Hobbs and Shaw. Um <laughs> it was so good. I can't get over how good it was. That's fun. It's really crazy. I really am still shocked. But yeah, this was equally as good. I really enjoyed it. Way better than I definitely expected. Yeah, uh, yeah, me too. Uh, I I was hoping it'd be great and it was much better than I thought it'd be. So way to go. Yeah. To the director, cast, actors, crew, everybody. everyone. Yeah. Congratulations yeah. on this. Really well done. It felt dark. Like I watching yeah. the theater is fun because it was dark and everybody's in. Did Real you hear quiet. Too in the yeah, air? it scared everybody. everybody. <laughs> yeah, some some. I guess it was a guy who's either he is either Bigfoot or something like that, but he sneezed like, <laughs> like the lion from Wizard of Oz, <laughs> and everybody was like, "Oh my god!" He's like, and he didn't say sorry or nothing. No, but I'm pretty sure he just like yelled, and then they were all laughing because it wasn't a quiet part of the movie. Because well, when it's it quiet, tense. it's it quiet. Tense yeah, it was when he was in the red hallway. It was quiet, and the guys were like, ruff, 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 ruff. loud, dad, a dad sneeze. It was, sneeze. <laughs> it was, that was great. It was awesome. So that's the fun of seeing a horror movie in the theater. It's yeah. a collective experience. And yeah, yeah, I love watching horror movies at home by myself, but yeah, me too. in the theater, it, there's a different mood, and uh, if you have the right audience, it makes all the difference. And so that was a fun group today. Well, that's one thing, I, 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 before we end it, I do want to mention. The toe thing... Yeah. There was a part where he's in the kitchen, yeah, and there's no music, right? It was complete silence. Yeah, I thought that was so cool. I was yeah. like, man, that, no movies. A lot of movies don't do that very often. Anymore. I know they have to fill every scene with yeah. music, jump scare yeah. music. Well, that's this was like, this yeah. was like, let's see what you do. Mm-hmm. No sound at all. It was beautiful. I was like, man, I haven't Oof. had that happen since probably again Mad Max because Mad Max has a lot of quiet scenes where yeah. 
nothing happens. And then, of course, the music comes on. You're like, oh, I can't but wait. But quiet. You spend that quiet time just staring at Tom Hardy. I was staring at Charisse Theron. Well, that's true, oh, too. But... And I was staring at Morton Joe. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, scary stories to tell in the dark. Fantastic. We both agree. I think it was right. really, really good. We're both shocked. And I think we definitely you should see it. It was super fun. Take your kids. It's not... It's PG-13, so it's safe for children. There is no nudity. There is no cussing. There is no use of drugs. No. There is no killing. Just a there bully just, being mean. Yeah. And um, some, some some scares, I think. Some children might get scared of some Yeah, but they're not going to be like not being able to sleep. Well, I don't know. I hope not. Some kids may not be able to sleep. Yeah, well, those are the ones that need to learn this lesson. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can you certainly <laughs> use this. You know, eat your green beans or yeah. this thing will show up. Yeah, this horrible, fat, gelatinous... The shaggy just... man's going to show up. <laughs> and... Oh, so good. All right, well, thanks, Veronica, for hanging out again. This is You're so welcome. much fun. Thank again, you. this is my sister, Veronica Bato, Dr. Veronica Bato. We, we both run the Texas Dark Art Society. Check it out on Facebook. We would really appreciate the likes, the shares, whatever you guys do on Facebook. And, uh, yeah, so all in all... I just want to say thanks. You want a final word, Renika? Oh, no, thanks. I'm excited for the next horror movie, which I think is Ready or Not. Yeah, next Thursday. And also The Hunt. And then It. Finally. I I cannot take it any longer. I cannot wait for It. Such a great trailer. (laughs) That little old lady. Have you seen the the, the poster of of It and her face? The old lady's face? I think I have. Meshed. It's terrifying. I was like, well, there's Nightmare Fuel, and I'll never sleep again. Yeah, but I'm looking forward to the next one, so. Oh, yeah. I can't wait for It. I am dying. But, yeah, for sure, the next horror movie, hopefully you come back and do another guest spot here. I would really appreciate it because it is fun to talk about all this stuff. If you guys do go see Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, please let me know in the comments. Anywhere I post it, check all of the podcast platforms. I'm on every one of them. All you got to do is search J-Waves, and you'll find me. You'll see my picture. My ugly face will be there with my name, Corpus Christi Joker. And you can just listen and let me know what you guys think. So far, I got to say thank you guys so much for the comments and the and the messages. And I see them all, and I try to answer them all. And I really do appreciate it because it helps me make better content for you guys if you guys give me some feedback. So much love on that. Thank you so much, Veronica. Thank you. Let's go to bed because I'm really tired. Thank you guys for riding the waves on J-Waves. Much love.